0: Today is Friday, April 16th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. This episode is brought to you by Calm, the number one mental wellness app. Sleep more, stress less, live better with Calm. I'm Sammy Sage. Today's first two stories involve walks down memory lane to the Trump administration's election interference. For our first story, Russia is back in the news, this time because the Biden administration levied sanctions against 16 entities and 16 individuals that it accuses of attempting to influence the 2020 and 2016 elections, as well as in response to the more recent SolarWinds hack. Last month, an intelligence assessment concluded that Trump and his closest allies publicly embraced Russia's 2020 disinformation campaign against Biden, met with Russian-linked officials who were part of the effort, and promoted their conspiracy theories. Two individuals involved in the election interference who were sanctioned were Russia's first deputy chief of staff, Alexei Gromov, who leads the Kremlin's use of media, and Konstantin Kalimnik, a Russian and Ukrainian political consultant and known Russian intelligence agent who was given Trump campaign polling data from then campaign chairman Paul Manafort. What a throwback, Paul Manafort. The polling data that Manafort gave them was significantly helpful information for their interference campaign, and it's quite a significant development that this is now on the record by the government. Also under new sanctions are a slew of disinformation outlets and individuals and entities operating as a part of a troll farm the Internet Research Agency. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen characterized the sanctions as the start of a new US campaign against Russian malign behavior. Yesterday, US Capitol Police Inspector General Michael Bolton gave prepared testimony to a congressional committee about a recent watchdog report on the internal failures during the January 6th insurrection. The report said officers were hindered by leadership decisions and were instructed by their leaders not to use their most aggressive tactics to hold off the mob, such as less lethal weapons to disperse crowds like stun grenades. Bolton also said that interviews with department officials revealed inconsistencies in the types of planning documents that they should have prepared, and that some advance intelligence offered a more alarming warning ahead of the day's events than they ultimately prepared for. Yesterday, Chicago police officials released footage of a fatal police shooting of a 13-year-old black boy named Adam Toledo from an incident that happened on March 29th of this year. The video shows the officer chasing him because he thought he had a gun and screaming, show me your fucking hands. And the officer shot him when he appeared to turn around with his hands up. The officer has not been fired or charged with anything and is currently on administrative leave. They love that one. Both the prosecution and the defense have rested their cases in the Derek Chauvin trial. Yesterday was a shorter day, with the prosecution calling its earlier witness, Martin Tobin, back as a rebuttal witness in order to try to challenge some of what Dr. Fowler said yesterday about how carbon monoxide could have been a contributor to Floyd's death. Prior to Tobin's testimony, the judge ruled that he was only allowed to answer limited questions, confined to not bringing in any new evidence that they did not bring up before, or he would declare a mistrial. Tobin testified that he did not believe Floyd's carbon monoxide levels were as high as were suggested yesterday. The jury has been dismissed until Monday, when closing arguments will begin. Here's something that's kind of a big deal. New legislation known as H.R. 40 has passed through Congressional Committee in a 25 to 17 vote, which proposes to create a commission to study slavery reparations for Black Americans. This means that the full House of Representatives are going to vote on it, and if it passes, it will go to the Senate, where I'm sure Joe Manchin will kill it. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. This is some progress. To be specific, the legislation would establish a 13-person committee to study the lasting effects of slavery and racial discrimination throughout the country's history, and submit its findings to Congress, including recommendations for remedies. Fun fact, H.R. 40 was first introduced by Representative John Conyers over three decades ago in 1989. Now time for a few headlines that speak for themselves. A group of progressive Democrats in Congress unveiled a plan to expand the Supreme Court from 9 justices to 13 justices, to which Nancy Pelosi immediately says she has no plan to bring to a floor vote. Secretary of State Antony Blinken made an unannounced visit to Afghanistan yesterday in conjunction with President Biden's announcement that the U.S. plans to withdraw troops by September 11th. An unannounced visit, how dramatic. Yesterday, during a meeting of the House Coronavirus Crisis Subcommittee, Jim Jordan ranted at Dr. Fauci for several minutes, to which Maxine Waters intervened by telling Jim Jordan, shut your mouth. You know, these are the moments I wish I had been watching C-SPAN. Mike Pence underwent surgery this week to get a pacemaker. I have no notes. Prince William and Prince Harry won't walk next to each other tomorrow as they follow their grandfather, Prince Philip's coffin ahead of his funeral, which seems like just about as far as you can go within the narrow range of royal fuck yous. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you're enjoying this podcast and want to show your support, please head over to our iTunes feed to rate, review and subscribe or follow this podcast if you're listening on Spotify. For our episode of Afternoon Tea this week, I interviewed Hallie Jackson, NBC News senior Washington correspondent and MSNBC anchor. You can find each new episode of the Afternoon Tea on Fridays in the Betches Up podcast feed. If you haven't heard what Afternoon Tea is about, I sit down with some of the most interesting people in politics and media to chat about the things we care about most. So be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen and stay tuned for a quick teaser from today's new episode. Until next week, I'm Sammy Sage and now you know what the fuck is going on in the history of everything you've reported, what has been the most like interesting or challenging? Like what's that like really intense moment for you? I would say some of the more intense moments involve being in issues when you are at odds with a person in power and working to hold them accountable. And so that happened frequently in, in my coverage of then president Donald Trump, when you're in these one-on-one situations with him or small group situations and you are working to hold truth to power, right? Those can be very intense moments because you have to you have to know your stuff. You got to be on your toes. You got to be ready to follow back, you know, follow up and push back. Um, I moderated one of the uh, presidential primary debates last year, right before the, the pandemic. That was obviously very intense. Took a lot of prep. You know, it's a big stage, wow. it's a big moment, and it's the same thing. You want to hold people in power who are looking to be in power accountable. Betches.